Hello, this is Mark Eckstein, and for the next hour, I will be reading the May 25th, 2023 issue of Warsaw's Country Courier on the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. Historic Markers Dedicated in Sheldon On Saturday, May 20th, 2023, a crowd gathered at Pioneer Cemetery in Sheldon for a dedication of a historic roadside marker, which has been placed to commemorate early settlers and at least ten fallen soldiers from the Revolutionary War and the War of 1812. It was a very rainy day, but the beauty of the cemetery still showed through. The cemetery had been in a state of disrepair for years until April 15th, when a group of volunteers gathered to remove fallen trees and clear vines and other overgrowth that had been collecting for a very long time. At the time of the dedication, the cemetery was cleared and mowed, with the only task remaining being the repair of many old headstones. The ceremony to dedicate the marker at Pioneer Cemetery took place at 1 p.m., with an honor guard from Strikersville's Six-Star Legion Post 637. Jim Germain from Six-Star Legion Post 637 led the group in a short service to honor his country's fallen heroes from many years ago. Following the ceremony at Pioneer Cemetery, the group proceeded to the Sheldon Schoolhouse Museum, where they gathered in front of the schoolhouse to unveil another historic roadside marker, which is also long-deserved. Town of Sheldon historian Jean Mest explained, The history of school number 10 goes back to the early days of the town of Sheldon, which was established in 1808. On October 28, 1844, the land was purchased and a one-room schoolhouse was built, which was later replaced by the two-room school, which was built in 1891. Early churches held meetings in the first Sheldon Schoolhouse, which was just a short distance from the present location of the Schoolhouse Museum. This landmark building has been used as a school and a museum for over 130 years and continues to be a source of education and preserving local history. Pioneer Junior Raises Funds for Veterans Luke Mathias is 16 years old and already boasts quite the track record in volunteerism and fundraising. The junior, who attends Pioneer Central Schools, decided to begin raising money for the veterans in the Batavia VA Community Living Center shortly after his uncle, Scott Woolley, passed away in February of 2022. Scott was a disabled veteran who lived there for 13 years prior to his passing. In addition to participating in football, wrestling, and unified basketball, Luke also participates in 4-H. Last August, Luke decided to donate proceeds from his 4-H market hog sale in memory of Scott. Following that success, Luke became determined to put on a yearly fundraiser for the center. As a family, we have decided to call ourselves Team Matthias S.A.W. for Scott Allen Woolley, said Luke's mom. Tracy Mathias. The mother and son team decided to get their feet wet in the landscape of fundraising by doing something small that involved the school. However, that quickly morphed into something a little larger. Their booth at the Pioneer Track met on May 6th this year had two raffle items and a bake sale. Then on May 9th, 10th, and 12th, the family held a 50-50 raffle at the Pioneer Unified Basketball Games at Pioneer. McDonald's also had a half-court shoot for Big Macs at these three games and donated all the money to Luke's cause, Tracy said. So to sum that week up, Luke and I had the support of the Pioneer track team, the unified basketball team, Coach Dupre, Coach Isdor Sack, the entire Pioneer community, and McDonald's. Tracy reiterated that Luke's coaches have been very supportive of him in this endeavor. Tracy went on to say, Luke loved his uncle very much, and I think he wants to do these fundraisers to help the veterans in Batavia. Luke isn't done yet. If anyone may be interested in helping out or donating to Luke's honorable cause, they can contact Tracy at tmatthias88 at gmail.com to talk more with her about opportunities. Civil Air Patrol Fly-In and Drive-In Pancake Breakfast 
a Civil Air Patrol fly-in and drive-in pancake breakfast will be held on Sunday, May 28, 2023, from 8 a.m. to noon at the Perry Warsaw Airport, located at 6522 Route 20A in Perry. There is a fee. Discount prices for children under 12. Proceeds will support the cadets and the cadet activities. Arcade Sons of American Legion place new flagpoles ahead of Memorial Day. The Arcade Sons of the American Legion, post 737, has placed new flagpoles in two local communities on May 11, 2023. Permission was received from the Little White Salem Welsh Church in Freedom and Maple Grove Road Cemetery in Freedom to place the flagpoles, which they had never previously had. The flagpoles were purchased and erected with money the Sons of the American Legion had raised through many fundraisers. The Arcade Sons of the American Legion is a group of sons and grandsons of veterans that assist veterans in need and the local community. If you are a son or a grandson of a veteran and would like to learn more about the Arcade Sons of the American Legion, visit the Arcade American Legion on the third Thursday of each month at 7 p.m. for a meeting. Sports Golf Diver leads Letchworth Central School golfers. Logan Diver finished 20th at the LCAA golf tournament to lead Letchworth last week. The Indians finished the regular season at 4-4 four four in the LCAA Division II and 9-6 and overall. Letchworth will play Bishop Kearney of Rochester in the Section 5 Class C golf sectionals this week. Letchworth did not qualify any golfers for the Section 5 state qualifier team. Seniors Diver, Caleb Rufola, and Devin Tisdale will be closing their Letchworth golf careers. Golf. Yellow Jackets shoot 250 in team sectionals. Taking on the top seed in sectional play, Perry lost 231 to 250 on Tuesday, May 23, 2023, at the Blue Heron Hills Country Club in Macedon. The Panthers' Spencer Yeager was the medalist of the match, shooting 52. Carson Petrie had the lowest score for Perry and was just one stroke behind at 53. Also for the Yellow Jackets, Brad Kelly shot 60, Jan Parker shot 67, and Zevin Zwakowski had a 70. Only one other Gananda player shot higher than a 60. Maddox Stoughton had a 57. Tennis. Yellow Jackets earned sectional shutout. Perry Tennis shut out Lions 5 to nothing on Monday, May 22, 2023 in the pre-quarterfinals of the Section 5 Class B3 playoffs. Singles player Devin Wolcott, Garrison Butler, and Adrian Yang swept their matches 6-0-6-0. The Yellow Jackets closed the regular season Wednesday, May 17th with a 4-1 win over Warsaw. The match gave Perry a final regular season record of 7-4. 6-0-6-0 wins went to Yang as well as Eddie Wolcott and Bruce Quaishan at first doubles and Lily Henshin and Natalie Jacques at second doubles. Garrison Butler won 6-1-6-0 in second singles play. In other match results, Eddie Walcott and Quaichen defeated Aurora Livingstone and Sidney Goulet 6-0-6-0. Piet Nolte posted Warsaw's lone win. He beat Devin Walcott 4-6-6-3-6-2. Baseball. Knights knock Warsaw out of title contention. Warsaw Baseball was upset by York, falling 8-7 in the quarterfinals of the Section 5 Class C2 tournament on Monday, May 22, 2023. The game was a rematch of a May 18th regular season contest that Warsaw won 16-3. Mason McClurg pitched sixth inning for the Tigers in the win. He allowed nine hits, two walks, and had ten strikeouts. McClurg also had one hit at bat. Ty Joy was 3-for-4, and he hit a double, three RBIs, and scored two runs. Warsaw was the number two seed for the sectionals. York was seeded at number seven. The day prior to the loss, the Tigers blew out number 15 South Seneca Romulus 14-2. to 
Warsaw's Cole Liebler was the winning pitcher. In four innings on the mound, he had three strikeouts with four hits and two walks. Joy was two for four batting. He had one walk, two runs, and an RBI. Patrick Klump was one for three with a walk and three runs. In a regular season game on Wednesday, May 17th, Warsaw beat Bath one to nothing. Joy pitched seven innings. He had four hits and one walk allowed with nine strikes. Klump was one for three batting and scored one run as well. Baseball. Letchworth 9 wins two starts. Letchworth's baseball team defeated visiting arch-rival and neighbor Warsaw on May 17, 2023, 6-5 in a walk-off to win their 10th game and close the regular season on May 17th. The Indians also started Section 5 Class C1 play and eliminated Clyde Savannah on May 20th, 26-5. Against the Tigers, the score was tied at 5-5 in the bottom of the 7th. Adam Halsey led off the inning for the Indians with a triple. Junior Luke Griswood singled home for the Indians' 6-5 walk-off win. Halsey hit a single earlier, he went 2-3, for three, and drove in two RBIs. Jake Stowell also hit a triple and single, driving in two RBIs also. On May 20th, the 5th-seeded Indians defeated visiting Clyde Savannah, the 12th seed, 26-5. Chris Shearing threw the win over the Golden Eagles with five strikeouts. Junior Halsey and Stowell both went 3-for-4 with two doubles and a single. Junior Quinn Baker hit four singles in a 4-for-5 day. The Indians moved on to the next round of C1 play. Softball. Perry falls to Cal Mum after shutting out Lions. Caledonia Mumford defeated Perry 8-5 on Monday, May 23, 2023, during the second round of the Section 5 Class C2 softball tournament. The number 10 Yellow Jackets trailed 3-1 after the first inning and were able to close the game to 5-4 in the fourth, but couldn't overcome number 2 Cal Mum in the remaining time. Both teams had three errors. Leading at bat, Aurora Berry was 2 for 4 with an RBI and one run scored. Lydia Climo batted 2 for 3. She had a triple. Peyton Lighton and Jalen Morris added doubles. Maddie Monteleone, Brooke Slocum, and Reagan Moroz all had a single. Kira Weber pitched for the Yellow Jackets and had seven strikeouts. She allowed two walks and seven hits. We are young and have areas to improve upon in the coming years, Perry head coach Stephanie Weber said. I am proud of the girls for coming out and playing hard. Perry advanced to the second round after shutting out number 7 Lions 18 to nothing Friday, May 19th. Kira Weber had 15 strikeouts with no walks and one hit allowed. The coach said the game was a great team effort. We played great defense and a clean game, she said. Slocum and Lighton both scored three runs. Slocum was three for four with a single, double, triple, and two RBIs. Lighton hit two for three. She had a triple and one RBI. Morose and Morris scored two runs apiece with three and two RBIs, respectively. Softball. Blue Devils and Tigers fall in sectional matchups. Attica and Warsaw softball both suffered losses in their first round of sectional plays over the week. Number 5 Attica was shut out 9-0 by number 4 Penyan in the Class B2 tournament on Monday, May 22, 2023. In the C2 tournament, number 4 Byron Burgeon had a tougher time with the number 13 Tigers, but won 3-0. Warsaw previously defeated Perry 6-3 in regular season matchup on Tuesday, May 16th. The Tigers scored four runs off two errors and two hit batters in the first inning. For Perry, Kira Weber had 11 strikeouts with zero walks and three hits allowed. Peyton Lighton went 2-4 for four at bat with two RBIs. Warsaw also lost 22-3 to Keshequa on May 16th and 20-5 to Letchworth on May 17th to finish out the regular season. 
You are listening to a reading of articles and features from Warsaw's Country Courier on the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. Softball. Letchworth wins LCAA softball title. With a 3-2 showdown victory over visiting Avon on May 16, 2023, Letchworth won the 2023 LCAA Division II Softball Championship. Abby DeRock tamed the Braves with a no-hitter for seven innings, 14 strikeouts, and three walks. Alexis Mitchell hit three singles and drove in one RBI and went three for three, while Grace Mitchell hit two singles and went two for three and drove in one RBI also. Reagan Bannister hit an RBI sacrifice fly. Morgan Brace hit a triple, and DeRock hit a double, while Charity Scott and Kaylee Emmons each hit one single. Coach Chad DeRock said that the Braves were hot and the Indians were struggling. Avon took a 2-0 lead, capitalizing on Letchworth mistakes. With two out in the bottom of the fifth inning and the Braves leading 2-1, Brace ripped off her triple. The Indians' senior leadoff hitter then scored on Alexis Mitchell's RBI single that was just out of reach of the Braves' outfield. Coach DeRock said that Brace told him on third base, where he was coaching, Coach, we are not losing this game. In the sixth, Abby DeRock struck out the side. Then, in the bottom of the sixth, the Indians' pitcher laced a double up the middle. Sophomore Emmons laid down a beautiful sacrifice bunt to move DeRock to third base. Then, with two strikes on her, sophomore catcher Grace Mitchell hit a single to right field to score DeRock with the winning run. The Indians retired the Braves in the top of the seventh to seal the win. Jesse Cry threw for the Braves, six innings, eight strikeouts, one walk, nine hits. When you play Avon, you better be on top of your game. We all know Jesse is an incredible talent, but what an awesome kid both on and off the field. I have so much respect for both her and her sister, said Coach DeRock. He added that several Letchworth girls stepped up with clutch performances in the LCAA Division II showdown win. After some tough breaks over the last few weeks, they rallied around each other, and I'm proud of them, said Coach DeRock. On May 17th, Letchworth defeated host and arch-rival neighbor Warsaw 20-11. Abby DeRock started against the Tigers and received the win for four innings, seven strikeouts, and one hit, and Alexis Mitchell threw the last inning, the fifth, got one strikeout and one hit. Alexis Mitchell hit three singles and two doubles for one RBI, went five for five, while Bannister went four for four with three singles and a triple for three RBIs. Brace hit two triples and one single, went three for four, with three RBIs also. Jenna Keller hit three singles for one RBI and went three for four. Emmons and Abby DeRock drove in two RBIs apiece. The Indians started Section 5 Class C-1 play on May 19th, beating Canisteo Greenwood, Jasper Troopsburg, 11-2. Abby DeRock threw five innings and received the win against the Redskin Wildcats with 12 strikeouts, no walks, and one hit. Alexis Mitchell finished two innings with two strikeouts and three hits. Bannister hit two triples and a single, went three for five, driving in three RBIs. Brace also went three for five with two singles and one triple, driving in two RBIs. Abby DeRock went three for four, hit three singles, and drove in one RBI. Grace Mitchell also went three for four with a double and two singles, driving in four RBIs. Emmons went two for four, Alexis Mitchell went two for five, and Scott going two for four, hit two singles each. Abby Bacon hit a one-run single. The Indians banged out 19 hits. On May 22nd, Letchworth defeated Sodus 16-1 to in the next round. Abby DeRock threw another no-hitter for the Indians, taming the Spartans with 12 strikeouts and one walk in five innings for her win. Brace hit two singles and a triple in a three-for-four day, driving in one RBI. Scott hit a single and double, went two for four, driving in two RBIs. Alexis Mitchell and Abby DeRock both hit two singles and both went two for four and also drove in two RBIs each. Bacon hit a two-run double. 
Olivia War went two for two, hitting two singles. Bannister hit a one-run single. Emmons and Grace Mitchell also hit one single each and drove in three RBIs apiece. Keller also hit one single. We wanted to be aggressive at the plate, identify pitches, and barrel up the bats, said coach Chad DeRock. The girls came in focused and ready tonight. Abby pitched well, forcing another no-hitter. And the energy on the team was electric, he added. The Indians move on to the next round of the C1 playoffs. Track and field. Attica wins both GRAA team titles and 17 events. Attica girls and boys track both won the Genesee Region Athletic Association team titles on Saturday, May 20th, 2023, during the championship meet at Byron Bergen. The girls scored 164 points, while the boys scored 195. The Blue Devils also won a combined 17 event titles throughout the day. Simon Lamparelli earned three titles for the boys. He won the 100 meters in 11.11 seconds, 200 meters at 22.96 seconds, and the 400 at 52.19 seconds. Jeffrey Eisensmith placed second in the 400, 53.09 seconds. Eisensmith was the winner in the triple jump, 40 feet 3 and 3 quarters inches, where Noah Wheeler finished second with 39 feet 6 and 1 half inches. Wheeler would add a title of his own in the long jump, 20 feet 6 and 3 quarters inches. Noah Atbury also finished third in the event at 19 feet 1 inch. Jonah Clark won both boys' hurdle events, the 110 in 16.21 seconds and the 400 in 1 minute 1.29 seconds. Ryan Mighties secured the second spot with the 400 hurdles as well in 1 minute 6.69 seconds. <clears throat> Hunter Myers gave the Attica boys another individual title in the pentathlon, 2,242 points. Ethan Houghton finished third in the event with 2,021 points. Attica also swept all three boys' relays. Skylar Savage and Bailey Nixon won two events apiece to lead the Blue Devils girls. Savage won the 100 in 13.20 seconds and the triple jump with 33 feet 2 inches. Ellie Kuzmana was second in the triple jump with 32 feet 3 inches. Nixon was the top runner in the 1500s for 5 minutes 14.20 seconds and the 2000 meter steeplechase 8 minutes 12.10 seconds. Ashley Pierron also gave Attica a first place finish in the pentathlon with 2,285 points. Addison Day won the 3,000 with 11 minutes 58.13 seconds. Other top three performances for the Blue Devils include the girls 400, second place to Alea Brown with 1 minute 5.06 seconds. The girls 800, Placing third was Bailey Nixon with 2 minutes, 33.03 seconds. The girls' 100s hurdles, placing second was Skylar Savage at 16.08 seconds. The girls' 400 hurdles, placing third was Nicole Lighton with 1 minute, 14.14 seconds. Girls' 1600 relay, placing second was Attica with 4 minutes, 42.6 seconds. The girls' 3200 relay, placing second, Attica, 10 minutes, 25.12 seconds. The girls' pole vault, placing third, was Mackenzie McLeod at 8 feet 6 inches. The girls' long jump, placing second, was Skylar Savage with 16 feet 8 and 1 half inches. Girls' shot put, placing second, Madeline Robinson, 28 feet 9 and 1 half inches. Boys 800. Placing third was Jordan Anderson at 2 minutes 12.98 seconds. Boys high jump. Placing second was Jack James, 5 feet 6 inches. The boys shot put. Placing third was Jonathan Koch at 40 feet 4 inches. And boys discus. Placing second was Taylor Zimmerman, 119 feet and 4 inches. Track and field. Auble brings home two LCAA titles and Swire wins the girls pole vault for Perry.
Matthew Auble won both throwing crowns during the Livingston County Athletic Association Championship meet last week. Auble took the shot put title with a 56 feet 1 and 3 quarter inch performance. He won the discus after a reach of 181 feet 6 inches, which was nearly 50 feet ahead of second place finisher Keegan Park of Leroy. The meet was held Thursday and Friday, May 18th and 19th, 2023. Also winning a title was Perry's Izzy Swires in the pole vault. She led the field with the best of 10 feet 1 inch. Swires was also named the LCAA Track and Field Athlete of the Year. Warsaw and Perry had a slew of other top three finishes as well. For the Tigers, who clinched the girls' regular season division title, the girls' team finished third in the 1,600-meter relay, 4 minutes, 24.84 seconds. Thomas McGuire was second in the boys' 800, 2 minutes, 7.31 seconds. Isaac Evans placed third in the boys' 800 for the Yellow Jackets. He completed the mid-distance race in 2 minutes, 9.15 seconds. Also for Perry, Abigail Herring was second in the girls' 100 at 13.29 seconds. Meredith Petrie was also second in the girls' 400 at 1 minute, 1.19 seconds. Avery Dupengeiser had the second best showing in the girls' pentathlon with 2,173 points. The Yellow Jackets girls were third in the 400-meter relay, 53 seconds, while the boys were third in the 3,200-meter relay, 9 minutes, 36.23 seconds. Zach Narowski finished third in the boys' pole vault at 11 feet 1 inch. Girls track. Andrews wins discus and leads the Indians. On May 18th and 19th, 2023, Letchworth competed in the LCAA track meets. The pentathlon steeplechase meet was hosted by Dansville on May 18th, and Caledonia Mumford hosted the main meet on May 19th. Sarah Andrews led the Indians, winning the discus at 98 feet 6 inches. Sasha Bellamy finished second for a 1-2 Indian finish with 93 feet 8 inches. Victoria Franklin finished second in the shot put at 29 feet 9 inches, and Erica Constable finished third in the pentathlon, scoring 1,993 points. Talon Bramer finished fourth in the triple jump, 31 feet 10.75 inches. The Indians finished second in the 1,600-meter relay, 4 minutes, 17.96 seconds, with Franklin, Bramer, Macy Weaver, and Naomi Yount. Franklin and Weaver joined Hannah Gill and Mia Bilkota to take second in the 400-meter relay at 52.90 seconds. Yount finished third in the 800 meters, 2 minutes 29.26 seconds. Franklin also finished fifth in the 400 intermediate hurdles at a minute 12.16 seconds, and Weaver finished fifth in the 100 high hurdles, 17.88 seconds. Yount followed Weaver and finished sixth for a 5-6 Indian finish, 18.12 seconds. Maddie Geising finished seventh in the 2,000-meter steeplechase, 8 minutes, 57.83 seconds. Annette Owens finished 8th in the discus for a 1-8 and eight Indian finish. Weaver finished 9th in the long jump, and Bramer finished 10th in the 200-meter dash. Coach Pete Bubb said that the Indians rallied around a freshman teammate whose father passed away. In a 36-hour time frame, the meaning of friendship, love, compassion, and faith was on full display as the girls dealt with the tragic loss of one of its members' father, said Coach Bubb. He marveled at the way the team rallied around the young freshman teammate and eased the pain and warmed the hearts of others. He said that she came to compete and escape the loss of her parent. All of us are numb and exhausted, and many couldn't fathom the pain our young athlete was experiencing. But coaches, players, and loving family members rallied in support, said Coach Bubb. The girls had some amazing results. Coach Bubb said, Great job to all the ladies. It was a special night in so many ways. The Indians will be competing in the Section 5 Class C3 Championship Meet at Attica on May 27th. 
You are listening to a reading of articles and features from Warsaw's Country Courier on the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. High School Sports Weekly Roundup, May 25, 2023. Baseball. Warsaw senior Mason McClurg has signed a letter of intent to play collegiate baseball with the Finger Lakes Community College Lakers. McClurg signed his letter Wednesday, May 17, 2023, during a ceremony at Warsaw Central School. The Lakers compete in Division III as part of the NJCAA. In Perry's baseball news, the Yellow Jackets dropped a 9-1 game to Kendall on Sunday, May 21st, in Perry's first round of the Section 5 Class C2 playoffs. Head coach Frank Hollister said Perry struggled on both sides of play. The Yellow Jackets previously lost a 17-1 game to Pavilion on Wednesday, May 17th. In golf, Keshaqua defeated Perry by just three strokes Wednesday, May 17th, at the Silver Lake Country Club. The Indians won the match 225-228. to Letchworth also faced Keshaqua, but Perry and Letchworth did not score against one another. Yellow Jacket Carson Petrie was the medalist of the Perry-Keshaqua match. He shot a 51. Also for Perry, Brady Kelly shot 52, Matt Gibbons had a 62, and Devin Zwickowski shot a 63. Greg Loper was the lowest score for the Indians with a 55. Track and Field Stowell 400 victory leads LCS trackmen. In last week's boys' track action, Letchworth competed in the LCAA meets. The pentathlon meet was hosted by Dansville on May 18, 2023, and the main event was hosted by Caledonia Mumford on May 19th. Lucas Stowell won the 400 meters to lead the Indians with 51.99 seconds. The Indians finished third in the 400-meter relay, 45.99 seconds, with Taylor Bulkota, Devin Tisdale, Conlon Sampson, and Stowell. The Indians finished fourth in the 1,600-meter race, 3 minutes, 45.76 seconds, with Belcota, Tisdale, and Stowell joining Jaden Wright. Noah Brown finished sixth in the pentathlon, scoring 1,847 points. The Indians will be at the Section 5 Class C3 meet hosted by Attica on May 27th. Mural planned for Main Street, Perry. Downtown Perry is slated to receive a major facelift. A mural is planned for the side of the former Silver Grill on Main Street. The community is invited to give input on what members would like to see painted within the piece. The Main Street mural input session is planned for 9 to 11 a.m. on Saturday, May 27, 2023, at the Perry Marketplace, 121 North Center Street. Muralist Sean Dunwoody will be there to listen to the community's interests. Those who cannot make the meeting can also submit ideas via email at perrymural at gmail.com. Additionally, during this year's Perry Chalk Art Festival on Saturday, July 8th, a Painting It Out session will be held for the public to see the work in progress. For more information, see iloveperry.com slash mural project. Life Tribute, Warren Bramer Jr., 42, November 3rd, 1980 to May 18th, 2023. Warren Craig Bramer Jr., lovingly known as Buddy or Budman to his friends and loved ones, passed away on Thursday, May 18th, 2023. He was 42. Born on November 3, 1980, in Warsaw, he was the son of Warren Bramer Sr. and Marlene. Buddy attended and graduated from Letchworth High School in 1999, where he excelled not only in athletics, but also in socializing and creating unforgettable memories with his massive shenanigans. Following his high school graduation, Buddy joined his father in the family business of Primerica as a financial services representative. This opportunity allowed him to work alongside his father, building a stronger bond as both family and business partners. Later in life, 
but he became a guard at the Batavia ICE Detention Center, demonstrating his commitment to public service. Buddy found the love of his life in Monica, Monk, Funky, and together they were blessed with three beautiful young daughters, Talon, Dakota, and Sierra. Buddy was an avid outdoorsman who cherished his time spent camping, boating, fishing, and hunting with his family. He enjoyed life's simple pleasures and made lasting memories during those adventures. Known for his warm and friendly nature, Buddy had a reputation for sharing an occasional beer with friends and greeting everyone with his signature full-body bear hugs. His infectious laughter and larger-than-life personality left an indelible mark on those fortunate enough to have known him. He is survived by his biological mother, Marlene Schock, and married to Eric Schock, his father, Warren Bramer Sr., mother, Linda Bramer, grandmothers, Anita Piper Bramer and Maggie Jacques, children, Talon, Dakota, and Sierra, siblings, Richie Scott, married to Shane Scott, Joshua Kelly, married to Caitlin Morich, Christopher, married to Heidi Kelly, Austin Kelly, and Nicole Bramer, numerous aunts, uncles, nieces, nephews, and cousins who will remember him with love survive. Tragically, Buddy was predeceased by his beloved wife, Monica. Friends are invited to join a funeral service beginning at 2 p.m. on Sunday, May 28th, followed by a celebration of his life at his parents' home located at 6217 East Coy Road, Portageville. In lieu of flowers, a GoFundMe page has been established to support Buddy's daughters at https colon slash slash gofund dot me slash four b six f d zero seven five. Online condolences can be offered at www.robinsonandhackamer.com. Geraldine P. Miller, June 25, 1936 to May 20, 2023. Geraldine P. Miller of North Main Street in Warsaw passed away peacefully on Saturday, May 20, 2023, while at the Wyoming County Community Hospital. She was 86. Jerry was born in Buffalo on June 25, 1936, a daughter of the late Gerald M. and Myrtle Beardsley Hamilton. A Wyoming County resident for most of her life, Jerry worked as an assembler at Motorola in Arcade. She had also worked at the Genesee Grill in Warsaw, McCormick's Farms, Letchworth Park, and Mount Morris Canning. A hard-working lady with a heart of gold, Jerry volunteered at Hands and Hearts in Warsaw. She enjoyed yard sales, circle words, her beloved kitties and horses, classic country music, and doing grandma things with her family. Jerry was the matriarch of the family, and she will be sadly missed. A son, Thomas, married to Arnell Comstock of Lyons, Georgia. Three daughters, April Berger of Castile, Monica Miller of Fillmore, and Cheryl Cook of Warsaw. A sister, Nancy, married to Bert Kelso of Georgia. Thirteen grandchildren, numerous great-grandchildren, and several nieces and nephews survive. Her husband, James G. Miller, who passed away in 1973, three sons, Bradley Miller, Brian, and Gregory Comstock, brothers Sonny, Dale, Neil, Dwayne, and Wayne Hamilton, and sisters Marilyn Michaels and Roberta Kolakowski, preceded Geraldine in death. Friends of Geraldine P. Miller may call on Wednesday, May 24th from 3 to 5 p.m. at the Weeks Funeral Home, 123 North Main Street in Warsaw, New York, 14569. Funeral services will follow the calling at 5 p.m. with Pastor Lauren Turner of the Gainesville Methodist Church officiating. Burial will be private in the St. Peter and Paul Cemetery in Arcade beside her late husband James. Please visit www.weeksfuneral.com to offer condolences, send cards, gifts, or plant a tree in Jerry's name. 
Memorial contributions are requested to the New Start Kitty Shelter at 6342 Denton Corners Road, Castile, New York, 14427. Life Tribute, Carrie Connolly Cartwright, October 9, 1978 to May 18, 2023. Carrie Connolly Cartwright of Perry passed away on Thursday, May 18, 2023. She was 44 years young. She was born on October 9, 1978 in Seoul, Korea. She was the proud and loving mother of two amazing young daughters, Peyton and Parker Cartwright of Warsaw. Carrie described herself as the mom of two girls, two cats, a server, bartender, an underachieving humanitarian, and animal lover. She will be remembered for being a free spirit who laughed hard and loud and who believed in loving all those around you, keeping family first. Carrie was deeply loved and will be missed by her family and her close-knit group of co-workers and friends from the Yard of Ale. In addition to her two daughters, Peyton and Parker Cartwright, her two cats, Kiki and Finn, parents Donald and Marlene M. Connolly of Rochester, and Linda Sharrett of Warsaw, siblings David, married to Shelley Connolly of Warsaw, Casey Wolcott of Castile, and Daniel, married to Tina Connolly of Tampa, Florida, nieces Mackenzie Connolly of Warsaw, Jenna, and with Joe Caitlin of Perry, Taylor and Shane Connolly of Holly, Jaden Wolcott of Geneseo, and Jordan Wolcott of Honeyoy Falls, nephews Jonathan Connolly of Tampa, Florida, and David Connolly of Tampa, Florida, great-nephew Mason, and great-niece Elizabeth survive. Her grandfather and grandmother, John and Helen Zupko, stepfather Richard Dick Sharrett, and her niece Madeline Connolly of Tampa, Florida, preceded Carrie in death. Family and friends may call on Tuesday, May 30th from 4 to 7 p.m. at the Eaton Watson Funeral Home at, at 98 North Main Street in Perry. Funeral services will be private for the family. Carrie will be laid to rest in Glenwood Cemetery in Perry. In lieu of flowers, a trust fund is being set up for her daughters, Peyton and Parker Cartwright. Contributions can be sent to P.O. Box 335 in Perry, New York, at 14530. For more information, please call 585-237-2626 or to leave a message of condolence, visit www.EatonWatsonFuneralHome.com. Arrangements have been completed by Eaton Watson Funeral Home. You are listening to a reading of articles and features from Warsaw's Country Courier on the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. Community Calendar Thursday, May 25th Book Discussion for Adults Read and Talk About Remarkably Bright Creatures by Shelby Van Pelt at 6 p.m. at the Warsaw Public Library. Books are available in multiple formats and available to download through OWWL to go. Letchworth Interpretive Program. Lunch in the Old Growth Woods held at the Humphrey Nature Center at 11 a.m. The lunch will be approximately two to three hours. Friday, May 26th, the Letchworth Balloon Festival. Red, White, and Blue Balloon Rally starts at 6.30 p.m. at the Archery Field near the Castile Entrance. Saturday, May 27th, Letchworth Balloon Festival. Red, White, and Blue Balloon Rally will take off at two separate times. The first is at 6 a.m. and the second takeoff will be at 6 p.m. The balloons will be launched at the Archery Field Overlook near the Castile Entrance. Spring Chicken Barbecue, hosted by the Warsaw First United Methodist Church by the Monument. Dinners will be served from 4.30 p.m. until sold out and will include a half of chicken, mac salad, baked beans, a roll, and a homemade dessert. Deliveries will be made within the village of Warsaw. Call 585-786-5570 with your delivery order no later than 4 p.m. on barbecue day. On Sunday, May 28th, 
There is a fly-in and drive-in pancake breakfast held at the Perry Warsaw Airport on 6522 Route 20A in Perry from 9, 8 a.m. to noon. Children receive meals at a discounted price. Proceeds will go to support cadets and cadet activities. The Gainesville United Methodist Church Hymn Sing. Join the first summer hymn sings for an hour of song and praise starting at 7 p.m. Letchworth Interpretive Program. Geology Walk begins at 10 a.m. at the parking lot past Cabin Area B. Walkers, be aware that there are lots of steps as well as muddy spots. The walk is one mile and will take approximately two hours. Letchworth Interpretive Program, How the Gorge Was Formed, Story of the Park, will be at Inspiration Point Parking Lot at 12.30 p.m. The Letchworth Balloon Festival. Red, white, and blue balloon rally will take off at two separate times. The first is at 6 a.m. and the second takeoff will be at 6 p.m. The balloons will be launched at the Archery Field Overlook near the Castile Entrance. Takeout Chicken Barbecue, held at the Courier's Grange number 1273 at 983 Chafee Road in Arcade from 12 to 4 p.m. Participants can enjoy a barbecue chicken with hearty home-styled scalloped potatoes, baked beans, and a roll. For more information, call 716-998-4866. Monday, May 29th, is Memorial Day. On Saturday, June 3rd, it's National Trails Day. Also, in Strikersville, there's a town-wide yard sale held on June 3rd and 4th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. There will be arts and crafts, theme baskets, plants, food, and beverages available. Vendors and those with inquiries call Barb Logal at 716-863-1474 or Judy at 585-457-3444. Ladies Spring Tea Party held at the Gainesville United Methodist Church from 2 to 4 p.m. This year's theme is Garden Tea Party. Join the ladies for tea, tasty treats, and a wonderful program. The Silver Serpent Multi-Sport Event. The event will start at Silver Lake on both June 3rd and 4th. The weekend-long event will start off with a 5-kilometer race and end on Sunday with a youth duathlon. Registration is required. Visit http colon slash slash www.wolfpackmultisport.com for more information. The New York State Yoga Festival will be held in the Letchworth State Park. Come join in on a yoga session instructed by various yoga teachers throughout the park. A huge yoga class will also take place at the High Banks Recreation Center. Food and holistic products vendors will be there. The festival begins at 10 a.m. Sunday, June 4th activities. Yard sale weekend chicken barbecue. The Strikersville American Legion Six Star Post number 637 will be serving chicken barbecue from 11 a.m. until sold out. Patrons can eat in or take out. On Monday, June 5th, Friends of the Warsaw Public Library. Become a friend of the Warsaw Public Library by joining the Friends at their summer planning meeting at 6 p.m. No registration is required. Wednesday, June 7th, the 2023 Card Party. Members of the Strikersville Senior Citizens will be launching a basket raffle and card party from 12 to 4 p.m. at the Courier's Grange Hall on 983 Chafee Road in Arcade. The event will benefit the Strikersville Senior Citizen Group. Donations can be sent to 725 Route 20A, Strikersville. You can also call Peter Pike at 585-805-4020. Blood donation opportunity. The American Red Cross is asking people to book a time to give blood or platelets. Those who come in to give in the month of June will receive a gift card 
and be entered into a chance to win a backyard theater package. Donators can go to the Alexander Community Fire Rec Hall at 10708 Alexander Road in Attica. The location will be open from 11.30 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. Visit redcrossblood.org or call 1-800-RED-CROSS to schedule a time. And ongoing activities. <clears throat> Weekly story time with Miss Mary. Every Tuesday at 11 a.m. you can drop in at the Warsaw Public Library for stories, songs, and other fun activities. These activities are designed for preschool-aged children with their caregivers. Spice of the Month Club. Pick up a spice kit once a month that features a different spice at the Warsaw Public Library. Each kit includes a sample spice, the background of the spice, and a variety of recipes to try out with it. Participants are encouraged to share images of their culinary works on Facebook or Instagram by tagging the Warsaw Public Library. The LOL Club. Join the Little Old Ladies Club at the Y in Warsaw from 3 to 4 p.m. Participants are encouraged to bring their knitting, crochet, or any other project while enjoying some tea. The club is open to all genders and those aged 11 and up. Warsaw's Right Connection. Meet on the second Tuesday of each month, September through May, at 6 p.m. This writing group consists of new and published writers who can all learn from each other. Monthly prompts are given in a friendly, relaxed environment. No registration is required for this free monthly event. New members, teens, and adults are always welcome. For more information, contact Wendy at 585 786-5290. Euchre, just for fun. Held every second Tuesday of the month at the church in Alexander at noon. Dessert and coffee will be served. If you have any questions, call 585-993-0006. Free coffee hour held every first Wednesday of the month at the Trinity Episcopal Church on 62 West Buffalo Street at 9.30 a.m. The Outdoors From Lawn to Garden Many properties in country areas, some in the cities too, have gardens around the house, three to six feet wide. Some of them have little gardens in the middle of the lawn or a good-sized vegetable garden, but most of them are surrounded by lawn on some or all sides. There are several ways to keep the lawn out of the garden. Here is my solution. I did this over time as the total length for me is about 200 feet by 6 inches wide. Here is what I did. 1. I dug a trench at the boundary of the lawn and the garden, 6 inches deep and 6 inches wide. 2. I removed the sod to the compost heap. 3. Filled the trench with sand. For mine it took about 2 cubic yards. 4. Now the grass will continue to creep in, but it will be easy to keep at bay. Twice a year, March and September, I take a sharp shovel and slice down the outer edge of sand trench. Then with a spading fork, lift and flip upside down in the morning. By late in the day, shake out sand and remove sod to the compost heap. I do 20 feet a day. Some of you can do 40 or even 60 feet. Or make a trench 9 inches wide and do it once a year in September. The ground is drier and the work will be easier. My experience with edging, vertical or horizontal, is that it never works in the long haul and then getting the grass out is a pain. I believe in hard work to start and easy thereafter. P.S. Also, when weeds self-sow into your edging, they are easy to pull out. If you care, leave it there. New York State Department of Environmental Conservation, DEC, Commissioner Basil Segos has reminded New Yorkers to appreciate wildlife from a safe distance and resist the urge to touch or pick up newborn fawns and other young wildlife. Human contact with wildlife can result in unintended consequences detrimental to the animals people intend to help.
This is the time of year New Yorkers are more likely to see young or newborn animals in their yards and mistakenly think these animals need help, Commissioner Sego said. The recently fledged birds or baby rabbits in your yard likely have parents hiding nearby keeping an eye on their offspring. Please resist the urge to touch these wild animals and instead enjoy the encounter from a safe distance. Remember, if you care, leave it there. During spring months, animal sightings and encounters are common. Young wildlife quickly venture into the world on wobbly legs or unable to fly on their own. While most young wildlife learn survival skills from one or both parents, some receive little or no care. Often, wild animals stay away from their young, especially when people or pets are present. For these young animals, the perils of survival are a natural part of life in the wild. Unfortunately, well-intentioned individuals may attempt to care for young wild animals they believe to be abandoned or in need of assistance. These human interactions typically do more harm than good. For example, white-tailed deer fawns are born during late May and early June. Although the fawns can walk shortly after birth, they spend most of their first several days lying still in tall grass, leaf litter, or sometimes relatively unconcealed. During this period, a fawn is usually left alone by the adult female, the doe, except when nursing. People occasionally find a lone fawn and mistakenly assume it has been abandoned, which is rare. Fawns should be left alone. Take a picture, but don't take the fawn or attempt to feed it. If human presence is detected by the doe, the doe may delay its next visit to nurse. A fawn's best chance to survive is to be raised by the adult doe. Fawns nurse three to four times a day, usually for less than 30 minutes at a time, but otherwise the doe keeps her distance, which helps reduce the chance a predator will follow her to the fawn. A fawn's protective coloration and ability to remain motionless help it avoid detection by predators and people. By the end of its second week of a fawn's life, it begins to move about and spend more time with the doe. It also begins to eat grass and leaves. At about 10 weeks of age, fawns are no longer dependent on milk, although they continue to nurse occasionally into the fall. DEC also reminds the public that young wildlife are not pets. Keeping wildlife in captivity is illegal and harmful to the animal. Wild animals are not well suited for life in captivity and may carry diseases that can be transferred to humans. Anyone who observes wildlife that appear to be sick or behaving abnormally should contact their DEC regional wildlife office. Anyone that encounters a young wild animal that is obviously injured or orphaned should call a wildlife rehabilitator. Wildlife rehabilitators are trained volunteers licensed by DEC. They are the only people legally allowed to receive and treat distressed wildlife. They have the experience, expertise, and facilities to successfully treat and release wild animals. What's your weed? Cornell Cooperative Extension says it's Ask a Master Gardener Day. Warmer days, the perfect time of the year for gardening, plants growing big, and weeds are not the exception. Weeds have a story to tell and an important function to perform. They are indicators of possible soil problems and fill an important role in the garden. Getting rid of weeds is not only pulling them away or spraying herbicides. It's about understanding why they are growing in your garden, what species they are, and how they behave, so you can choose the right method to control those weeds in your garden. Join the Master Gardener volunteers from Cornell Cooperative Extension in Allegheny County to learn about the weeds that pop up in spring and summer, tips and recommendations to control your weeds successfully, at the Angelica Free Library out on the porch anytime between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. Bring up to three samples of weeds that you want to identify. How do you take the weed sample? One, pull up the plant by the roots. Two, shake or wash off as much of the soil as possible. Three, wrap roots in a damp paper towel. 
If you can't get the root, pluck stems, leaves, and or flowers and wrap them in a damp paper towel to preserve color and freshness. This will help in identification. Limit yourself to three samples or just come and ask any gardening questions you might have. They are there to help. Give turtles a break. In recognition of World Turtle Day on Tuesday, May 23, 2023, New York State Department of Environmental Conservation, DEC, Commissioner Basil Segos reminded New Yorkers that turtles are nesting in May and June and asked motorists to give turtles a break. In New York, thousands of turtles are killed each year by unsuspecting drivers when turtles cross roads to find nesting areas. While a turtle's shell provides protection from predators, it does not protect against being struck by vehicles while crossing roadways, Commissioner Sego said. Vehicle strikes are a major cause of mortality among turtles, and New York's native turtles are more susceptible at this time of year as they seek sandy areas or loose soil in which to lay their eggs. Especially in these coming weeks, DEC urges drivers to be on the lookout for turtles and slow down particularly on roads near rivers and marshy areas. Drivers who see a turtle on the road are encouraged to slow down to avoid hitting it with their vehicle. If the vehicle can safely stop and drivers are able to safely do so, motorists should consider moving the turtle to the shoulder on the side of the road in the direction it was facing. Motorists are advised not to pick up turtles by their tails, which could injure the turtle. Most turtles, other than snapping turtles, can be picked up safely by the sides of their shells. Snapping turtles have necks that can reach far back and have a strong bite. So if a motorist tries to help a snapping turtle, they should pick it up by the rear of the shell near the tail using both hands or slide a card mat under the turtle to drag it safely across the road. Do not drag the turtle by the tail, as doing so can dislocate the tailbones. A licensed wildlife rehabilitator may be able to help if an injured turtle is found. DEC reminds people not to take turtles home. All native turtles are protected by law and cannot be kept without a DEC permit. Most of the 11 species of land turtles that are native to New York are in decline. Turtles are long-lived species and it takes many years for a turtle to reach maturity. Even losing one mature female can have a negative impact on a local population. Learn more about New York's native turtles at DEC's website. Four species of sea turtles can be found in New York waters, and these turtles are either threatened or endangered. Visit DEC's website to learn more about sea turtles. Anyone that encounters a sea turtle on the beach should not put it back in the water. Instead, the public is advised to call the New York State 24-hour stranding hotline at 631-369-9829 and a trained responder will provide instructions. To help turtles and other wildlife, New Yorkers are encouraged to 1. Reduce, reuse, recycle, and rethink. These are simple steps to help protect all wildlife. 2. Don't litter. Unwanted trash makes its way just about everywhere, including into our creeks, lakes, rivers, and the ocean. 3. Don't release balloons or lanterns. Releasing balloons into the environment is potentially fatal for many different wildlife, including sea turtles that commonly mistake balloons and plastic bags for prey items like jellyfish. 4. Volunteer for beach and park cleanups, and five, stay informed and share your knowledge with others. DEC recognizes May 23rd as World Turtle Day. American Tortoise Rescue, a not-for-profit organization dedicated to the protection of all species of tortoise and turtle, created World Turtle Day to celebrate and protect turtles and tortoises and their disappearing habitats around the world. These gentle animals have been around for 200 million years, yet are rapidly disappearing due to smuggling, the exotic food industry, climate change, loss of habitat, and the illegal pet trade. Get Outdoors and Get Together Day Governor Kathy Hochul recently announced Get Outdoors and Get Together Day will be held on Saturday, June 10, 2023, 
with events at more than 20 select locations across New York State to bring people of all abilities, ages, identities, and backgrounds together for fun, healthy activities. As part of state efforts to broaden the diversity of users and ensure inclusivity of access to state public lands, the New York State Department of Environmental Conservation and Office of Parks, Recreation, and Historic Preservation, in partnership with the Office for People with Developmental Disabilities and the Department of Veterans Services, are hosting free events to connect people to nature and provide increased access to the outdoors. Get Outdoors and Get Together Day offers the perfect opportunity for New Yorkers to join with family and friends and experience some of the nation's most remarkable and accessible parks and outdoor recreational areas across the state, Governor Hochul said. By prioritizing accessibility for people of all backgrounds and abilities, New York State is serving as a model of inclusivity and ensuring that everyone has the opportunity to experience and enjoy state lands. At 24 events across the state, participants will be encouraged to discover new skills and enjoy a range of introductory level outdoor recreation activities such as fishing, nature walks and hikes, birding, archery, camping, paddling, and more. Each event will highlight ways to enjoy the outdoors safely and sustainably. All locations will offer a selection of accessible activities and use of adaptive equipment and demonstrations will be provided at many sites, including trail and beach mobility aids, archery assist stands, arm supports for fishing, and more. New York State Department of Environmental Conservation Commissioner Basil Sego said, DEC and our partners are committed to making New York's lands, waters, and facilities more inclusive, welcoming, and safe for all visitors. Get Outdoors and Get Together Day is a great time for New Yorkers of all ages and abilities to experience outdoor activities on public lands, from birding to hiking, boating, fishing, and much more. I encourage families to come together this year to participate in some of the fun and exciting programs planned for the day and to continue visiting throughout the year. You have been listening to a reading of articles and features from the May 25, 2023 issue of Warsaw's Country Courier on the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. Your reader has been Mark Eckstein. Thank you for listening.